Mr. Houchins? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Fraley? Thank you, Lenny. Here. Uh, into our continued agenda? On our continued agenda, we have a request, or we are continuing item number one from the continued agenda, which is by 711, for the following applications on property funding 202 feet more or less along the southern line of East Ocean View Avenue and 147 feet more or less along the western line of Chesapeake Boulevard. Premises numbered 735 East Ocean View Avenue. First application is a special exception to operate a convenience store, 24 hours with fuel sales. And the second application is a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. Item number two from the continued agenda is also to be continued. That is flights tasting room for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property fronting 76 feet more or less along the northern line of 21st Street, 193 feet more or less along the southern line of West 22nd Street, and 86 feet more or less along the western line of West 22nd Street. Property also fronts 100 feet more or less along the southern line of the Norfolk Southern Railroad, premises numbered 824 West 21st Street. And the motion before you is to continue those items to the public hearing to be held on July 23, 2015 at 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th Floor City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? I vote aye, and I do want to acknowledge that we do have representatives here on item number one of our continuing agenda. I just want to acknowledge them. Jean Mum? Yes. Thank you. And Steve? Your last name, Steve? Levin. Levin. I can't read well, Steve. You have to forgive me. All right. Vote aye. Thank we, we will move to the regular agenda, and our first item is by the City Planning Commission for a text amendment to the City Zoning Ordinance to amend portions of sections 24-4, 24-7, and 25-5.6 to codify procedures related to continuances and withdrawals of applications pending before the Commission. And I note there's no opposition. Uh, commissions, are there any questions or comments? The uh, motion before you then is to recommend that the text amendment be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halgens? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. All right. Item number two is also by the City Planning Commission for a text amendment to the City Zoning Ordinance to amend Table 11-33A, Table of Land Uses for uh, the PCO Five Points Pedestrian Commercial Overlay Five Points District to add pawn shop is a land use allowed by special exception within the PCO Five Points District. Thank you, Lenny. I do want to acknowledge that several people have signed up to speak in favor of this application. I trust that uh, we will allow them the opportunity to do that. Let's start with uh, Austin Loney. Um, Austin Loney, uh, I live at 2205 Jeffrey Drive, Norfolk. Um, I'm, we've had our business um, 
located at 6177 Source Point Road and for 19 years now. And we're simply trying to move our business um, one block down the road. Of course, with the PCO that's in place, it's not allowed and we've been grandfathered in. So we simply want to move our business and we've, you know, we're good with the community. The community supports us. We tried, you know, to help uh, allow and everything. And um, I would just be happy if y'all would support us to move. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Loney. Uh, Charles Benson. Members of the council, can you all hear me real good? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time. Um, I'm a neighbor of their business. I'm also resident here of the city, and I've been a resident here off and on since 1978. And uh, I will tell you that every time that I've ever patronized their business. It's been a couple of rare occasions that I've actually recovered things that have gone up missing in my jobs. I'm also a contractor in this city, as well as a few others. And it really is a joy to know that sometimes your items come back to you safe and sound. Um, I also build buildings here. And one of those buildings is, um, although it shows on the west side here of your other sheet, uh, for the surrounding area, first page, you say that there's a Norview Masonic Lodge. We also have a lodge, uh, Genesis Lodge, which is directly adjacent to the building that they're currently occupying for, that they're um, uh, asking for the transition. So. They're good neighbors, they're good people, they're a family operation, and just asking for your consideration on behalf of the brothers. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Benson. Also signed up to speak, uh, Mr. William Jackson. Good afternoon to the members of the Norfolk City Planning Commission. I am William D. Jackson, Sr. I live at 3709 Buckingham Street in the Estabrook section of Norfolk. I am the treasurer of the Estabrook Civic League. I am here today to express the support of the members of my Civic League to the Planning Commission staff's request to add the word pawn shop to table 1133A as a land use allowed by special exception within the PCO Five Points Zoning District. On the afternoon of June 27, 2013, I stood before this commission and stated that my Civic League had voted to lend their support to the objection of the Five Points Partnership for that same request. After seeing the continued deterioration of the area, we now believe that was a mistake. The Five Points Pedestrian Commercial Overlay 
is just three-tenths of a mile long. It runs three-tenths of a mile long, running from Norview Middle School area south along Sewell's Point Road to Chesapeake Boulevard, and then goes around the corner for a short distance up Norview. Within that area, there are 18 buildings with a total, by my count, of 40 possible store or business fronts. Of those, 21 are now vacant. Some of those were occupied by businesses in June of 2013. To us, it makes no sense to make it difficult for a pawn shop that's been in business in that same location within the PCO for 19 years to relocate his business just one block. We respectfully request that you follow your staff's recommendations to allow the change to the Five Points PCO and add the word pawn shop to table 1133A and to also recommend to the Norfolk City Council do the same. I thank you for your attention. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. You signed up twice, Mr. Jackson. Uh, I do want to acknowledge that there are several other people who are here in favor of this application who have not wished to speak. I just acknowledge them. Christine Loney, Josh Loney has already spoken, Ashley Baker, Donna Malgoza, uh, Jason Duffy, Ava Duffy, Shirley Reed, Caitlin Duffy, Ann Wilson, Mary Ellen Ellis, <coughs> Shanae Gunter, and Sarah Bean, all in favor of this application. I do note for the record that there is no opposition that the chair is aware of. Uh, with that, any question, commissioners, or comment? Mr. Newcomb. <coughs> the uh, motion before you is to recommend that the zoning text amendment be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. <coughs> Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. All right. We're going to turn to the next item. This is Norfolk Pond <coughs> for a special exception to operate a pond shop on properties fronting 99 feet more or less along the western line of Sewell's Point Road and 181 feet more or less along the southern line of Hugo Street. Property also fronts 47 feet more or less along the, the northern line of Bland Street, premises numbered 6137 through 6145 Souls Point Road. And I will note for the record, the staff provided a positive recommendation. Thank you, Lenny. And I also want to note uh, that there's absolutely no opposition uh, that signed up to speak, that is, uh, to this application. I do want to acknowledge uh, several people that had signed up for the previous application of our so signed up for this. Uh, we certainly don't want to thwart your opportunity to speak, but I hasten to add that there is no opposition to this application. Um, hearing that, if you feel compelled to speak, um, Mr. Loney, we can start with you. Any others that have signed up to speak, if you feel compelled to speak, you can approach the podium now. Uh, Mr. Newcomb. Uh, the motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved. 
Substance conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Ms. Halgent? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? I do want to acknowledge that we appreciate the participation of the citizenry in coming out in support of this, whether you support or otherwise. We appreciate your voice in this application and any other applications that you feel that may have an impact on uh, your quality of life or your community. So thank you all for coming out, showing your support. I vote aye. Thank you. We'll make that recommendation to council. The uh, next application is number four. It's Sam's East Incorporated. For the following applications on property fronting 434 feet more or less along the eastern line of Tidewater Drive and 784 feet more or less along the northern line of Central Business Park Drive. Premises numbered 7530 Tidewater Drive. The first application is a special exception to operate a convenience store, 24 hours with fuel sales. Second application is a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. And again, noting for the record in both of these, the staff's recommended approval. Susan. Good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, this is a request by Sam's East LLC uh, for a special exception to operate a convenience store uh, 24 hours with fuel sales. Um, the site is located on the east side of Tidewater Drive, uh, currently developed with a Walmart and a Sam's Club. Um, and this is a small out parcel that fronts directly onto uh, Tidewater Drive. Uh, across the street, you have Southern Shopping Center. Um, to the north, you've got East Little Creek, which is developed with many commercial uses. Uh, to the south, you've got some additional commercial uses on Tidewater Drive. Uh, and then there is some multifamily um, to the south behind the commercial uses uh, on Tidewater Drive. Um, just to give you some history, in 2014, a special exception was granted to the site for a gas station. Um, the applicant is proposing to modify that uh, special exception by um, slightly modifying the site as was approved the first time. The first time it got approved um, with a kiosk and with six gas pumps. What the applicant is now proposing to do is to add two additional gas pumps, so for a total of eight, and the kiosk would now become a small uh, convenience store that would sell uh, alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. Um, this is the site plan. Um, again, you can see the, uh, the small uh, building uh, as well as the increase to eight uh, gasoline pumping stations. Uh, site access from um, Tidewater Drive, not directly though, you go kind of go into the shopping center and then you would pull uh, onto this site. Um, I believe also in your packets you should have a copy of the proposed elevations. Um, staff is recommending that this application be approved. Um, and I'm not going to read all of the conditions. Um, we do have conditions pertaining to both the 24-hour uh, uh, request as well as the off-premise. As with all of our off-premise applications, um, the applicant is agreeing to not sell single-size servings. Um, so with those conditions, uh, staff is recommending that the application be approved. Can I answer any questions? Any questions of Susan Commissioners? Thank you, Susan. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application, uh, representative of the applicant, Mr. Thomas Klein. Thank you, Mr. Chairman and members of the commission. For the record, my name is Tom Klein. I'm an attorney with the firm Troutman Sanders. And it has been my privilege over the course of the last 15 years or so to be able to represent Walmart 
with the projects and Sam's Club with the projects that they do here throughout Virginia. Mr. Klein, let me excuse you, uh, yes, interrupt you. Could you give us a mailing address, please? Sure. Uh, with Troutman Sanders, LLP, uh, 222 Central Park Ave, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23462. Um, and with respect to that representation, we've had the opportunity, or I've had the opportunity really to work on all the new projects that we've done in recent years here in Norfolk for either Walmart or Sam's. And this one was an exciting project when we rezoned that old shopping center in 2003, 2004, as I recall. The first phase of it was the Walmart uh, Super Center. And then, of course, there were some additional shops that came along. And then last year, of course, as you all will recall, we were before you with respect to the Sam's Club which is well under construction right now and, and should be grand opening before the end of the year. When we had the approvals for the original Walmart back in the early 2000s, part of that approval was for a fuel facility, just as you enter the store, as was shown by Susan, uh, to the right in that area. And they elected not to construct that. And when we came in with the SAMs last year, that approval was stale, obviously. So we came back as part of our approval package and requested a new approval. Uh, for the fuel facility in that same location, in that same approximate uh, footprint. And at the time we had it approved, it was approved for the pumps, and it was also approved for a small kiosk, about 192 square feet. And that was shown on that site plan that was approved at the time. But Walmart, as they've evaluated it in conjunction with SAMS, you know, are starting to look at some slightly different formats. And, and one of the formats is, is the inclusion of a small convenience component to this fueling facility so that when their customers have the opportunity to go there and fuel, they also may have a restroom there and there also may be some convenience items that they could pick up. It would not be restricted solely to SAMS customers. Uh, SAMS customers would have a discount on the gas, but it would be open to the general public with respect to the fuel and also with respect to the, um, the merchandise that they would purchase. It's a small building, I think, as uh, Susan pointed out. It's about 1,400 square feet. And within that building, only about 850 square feet is actually going to be retail area. The other would be cooler for beverages and also retail space, bathrooms, and then also workspace for the employees. The building would be located to the back part of the site, but we're still talking about the exact, when I say the back part of the, the, back part of the special exception site between the fuel pump area and the super center. Uh, it will be oriented towards Tidewater Drive. When we had the Walmart approved originally, uh, we went through a design review committee, and the Walmart that's there now is a result of that design review committee that we worked with the city. And so when we came back with this approval, our architect who's here has worked closely with the staff to make sure that we have compatible architectural materials, compatible colors, and then also the city had asked us for a 50% glass across the front of that, and he's designed it so it accommodates that request as well. And so we're asking for this really as a convenience to the customers, as an accessory to this overall development that has changed so dramatically because you now have the Walmart, you have the Sam's Club, you have all the shops that SL Nussbaum is in the process of developing as well. We're not asking, this would not involve any change to the contours of the site. There'd be no new access points off Tidewater Drive, no new uh, access ways into it. It's going to be in the same location it was always proposed to get into it. You're going to have to come in for the main boulevard. You're going to have to turn and then turn again to get back to the fueling areas and where the convenience store is located. I would say I am aware of a, 
the concern with respect to alcohol sales at these small convenience stores. The chairman's been very frank with me on that point, and I've had an opportunity to discuss it with other members of the commission and with the, the staff as well. And we also saw a copy of the email, I believe, that was sent from the Crossroads Civic League. As soon as we received that email, I would tell the commission, we reached out to that Civic League. And I spoke with Mr. Brown, who's the chairman of that uh, Civic League yesterday, provided him the elevations, uh, gave him some background, and also put him in touch with a Walmart corporate uh, official so that he can talk with the Walmart uh, corporate folks here in Virginia about what we are doing there so that, you know, so that he is aware. I'm not here to represent that he is, has a different perspective on it, but I want you to know that the lines of communication are open. I'm not aware that anyone is here today to speak against it. And I would also say that with respect to this use, I think you do have to keep in mind that we've got a good track record here in Norfolk. We've opened stores in recent years, and we've come before you all and requested this conditional use permit for alcohol sales. We did it with respect to the stores that are already there uh, last year or two years ago already. We came with this new store, the Neighborhood Market, in Ingleside and Princess Anne, in an underserved area, in a food desert, actually, as it would be classified. And we built a beautiful store. I was in that store today, absolutely clean. Parking lot was clean. We do sell alcohol there. It's in close proximity to surrounding neighborhoods. I did ask Mr. Newcomb if he's had any notice of any type of violations or issues associated with that, and I'm not aware that there are any. There's also a Wawa that's located there. All of these were thriving when I was in there today at noon. So this is not a situation where we're asking for an approval for an out parcel that would have some type of facility that would be operated by some third party that doesn't have a track record or some entity that has maybe perhaps not a favorable track record here in the city. Uh, this would be operated by Sam's or Walmart. It'd be operated by their corporate folks, subject to all their control measures, all their licensure requirements, all the loss prevention and the safety procedures that they have in place to make sure that it's a safe and positive experience. And I, and I think they have a track record when you look at the projects that we've done here in the city. And, and so with that said, you know, they, they think that this is um, a minor change really to the request that they have. We're happy you know, to continue to our outreach to the community, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that members of the commission may have. Thank you, Mr. Klein. Any questions, commissioners? Uh, just, just one I, yes. I have. I, I note that your competitors, Costco, BJ's, uh, they all have a gas component um, near or adjacent to their sites in most instances. We've entertained one for the BJ's here. Mm -hmm. um, but none of those gas outlets sell alcoholic beverages. I'm wondering why the concern uh, with you being adjacent to a Walmart near a Sam's Club, why is selling of alcoholic beverages so compelling when those other two entities of yours in close proximity already have that feature? Well, I think with respect to the Sam's Club, I think typically when you have a Sam's Club alone, they'll just have the fueling component to it. And some of what they're starting to do with some of the larger super centers or these combination sites is to also offer this element of this convenience store that goes with it. And I think part of the sense is, you know, our stores, we're proud of our stores, but they're big. And often a lot of folks that are out and about that want to take the advantage of the Walmart gas or want to take advantage of this larger shopping center that we're part of may also want to go in and get a few convenience items at the, at the Walmart prices or the Sam's Club prices that they like. And so part of that shopping experience and part of what we're hearing from our customers is they like 
the benefit of this convenience so that they can, you know, and sometimes they swing through there after they've had their shopping experience at the Supercenter as well. Um, but, that, you know, this it's really reflective of what we're hearing from our customers and the people that shop at our stores, that they find this to be a convenience. And the alcohol, again, it's we're talking about 800-some-odd square feet of retail space, and I don't know how I could quantify that in a room, you know, of this size, but it's a small retail area. This building is significantly smaller than a 7-Eleven, significantly smaller than a Wawa, for example. It's just really a kind of a small convenience outlet. And so the alcohol sales are just one small component because they'll be selling soda and they'll be selling water and they'll be selling uh, gum and candy and those types of things as well, sir. But it's really, to answer your question directly, it's in response to some of the feedback that we've received from our customers and a convenience to them. Thank you. Any other question, comment, Mr. Klein? Thank you. Thank you. Comments, commissioners? I, I've got a couple, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Um, I've heard from a number of different civic leagues from both close and far away to this, um, this applicant's uh, property, and most of their concerns don't have much to do with the particular applicant, but the use that they're proposing there. Um, within a stone's throw of this location, there's a Shell gas station with a convenience store almost directly across the street, and there's a 7-Eleven, I think less than a quarter of a mile in each direction on um, Tidewater Drive. So the question is, is, is this a use that's needed in that area? And I, I, I don't think that it is. I don't think this is a new, unique use that the neighborhood is, is thriving or asking for. Um, and in fact, you're he I'm hearing from the neighbors and from the police that these uses in that area actually tend to cause problems. And I, I couple that with the rendering of the convenience store, which is quite, quite literally a cinder block box, and it doesn't even add anything to the area architecturally. So I'm having a hard time supporting this application. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Any other comment, commissioners? I too would just like to echo, uh, I've heard from at least uh, three Civic League presidents uh, in the vicinity uh, that have questioned the need for another uh, vendor, uh, if you will, of alcoholic beverages in close proximity to so many others in that community. Um, we give a lot of credence to what our Civic League members have to say on these issues, as you've probably heard from earlier this evening, this afternoon. Uh, I'm having a hard time with this as well, particularly in light of the model uh, that this type of um, uh, the competitors, the Costco's and the BJ's are using. They don't have that, and we do have a preponderance of these type of entities uh, in that general area. It's getting to be a challenge. Did you have your hand up, sir? No, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but in any case, any other comment, commissioners? Hearing none, Lenny? The motion before you is to recommend that the special exceptions be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report, and there are two, so I will take each one separately. Okay. We will first vote on the convenience store 24 hours with fuel. Dr. Newman? No. Mr. Hales? No. Ms. Austin? No. Mr. Halgens? No. Mr. Thomas? No. Mr. Fraley? Uh, no. All right, the second application is to, uh, for the um, ABC off-premise. The motions recommend the special exception be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. 
Dr. Newman? No. Mr. Hales? No. Ms. Austin? No. Mr. Halchins? No. Mr. Thomas? No. And Mr. Fraley? Uh, no, we'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Next item, uh, five, Lenny? Next item is sweet teas. This is a request for a special exception uh, to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 76 feet more or less along the western line of Granby Street, beginning 113 feet more or less from the northern line of West Freemason Street and extending northwardly. Premises numbered 411 Granby Street, Suite B. And I note that we have no opposition. Uh, in which case, the uh, motions recommend that the special exception be approved subject conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. The next application is by um, Japanese Ramen for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 139 feet more or less along the northern line of Hoggard Road, beginning 164 feet more or less from the eastern line of North Military Highway and extended eastwardly premises numbered 5720 Hoggard Road, um, Suite F. And like the last one, this one, staff also recommends approval. Thank you, Lenny. I do want to note that there is no opposition and the applicant is here in case they do not wish to speak. We'd like to acknowledge the applicant. Could you still stand, please? Miss Lee or Mr. Lee? Okay, thank you. No opposition, Lenny. All right, the motion to recommend the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Next application. Work release to amend a previously granted special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property fronting 50 feet more or less on the western line of Granby Street, beginning 61 feet more or less from the southern line of West Wilson Avenue and extending southwardly. Premises also fronts 102 feet more or less along the northern line of West Alney Road. Premises numbered 759 Granby Street. Mr. Whitney. Good afternoon. This is a request from work release. Special exception, it's actually an amendment to their existing special exception for entertainment with alcoholic beverages. Uh, as Lenny mentioned, they're at the corner of Alney Road and Granby Street in the Arts District. Um, their request is to modify the entertainment establishment that they received uh, back in November of 2014. And the, uh, just to give a little bit of a hi uh, history, recent history, uh, they obtained the special exception in November for the original entertainment establishment. Uh, they also, back in this March of this year, they obtained uh, approval from the Architectural Review Board and Planning Commission for the encroachment um, for the outdoor dining portion and uh, the signage package that they applied for. So now they're here to amend the special exception to include the floor plan for the outdoor dining and update the existing special exception. So really the only the change here is uh, not with the hours, the same hours of operation, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week. The capacity uh, indoors is the same. 
and they are adding 32 seats outdoors. The entertainment options have remained the same as well. And the uh, current uh, plan is for an encroachment. They're, they're currently getting encroachment into the magazine lane, the alley in, in the rear, which would leave, according to the floor plan that you see here, it is leaving five feet open in magazine lane. And with that, staff recommends approval. Are there any questions about this? Thank you, Chris. Any questions of Mr. Whitney? Commissioners? Thank you, Chris. Thank Stand you. by. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is the uh, applicant, Arthur Brother Rudder. Brother Rudder. Thank you, Mr. Chairman and Commission. Um, I want to thank the, the Commission and, and, and the city for working with us through this process. Um, I can't say enough about how much the staff has done to help lead us through this. This is our first big project downtown besides office buildings, and it can be Byzantine at times, but Mr. Newcomb, Mr. Ward, Isan Moak, um, everybody here really knows what they're doing and has helped us through the process. Um, as Chris mentioned, we did have approval for the encroachment for the outdoor dining and architectural review agreed to what the um, outdoor dining was gonna look like. Uh, but coming back now for this modification, the city came to us and talked to us about some concerns they had to make sure that pedestrians could still pass through. Um, and so even though we already had that encroachment, we worked with the city and we have agreed, as you can see in the plan, to a number of different things, um, including repaving the entire street, making sure that um, the pedestrians can pass through. Um, it's only a 12-foot wide lane, so we had to um, significantly downsize how much outdoor dining we wanted to do. Uh, but I think it still meets what we had hoped to do. You know, we've got that roll-up door in the back um, that was part of the original plan, and um, we've already um, started working on projects with hurrah players and with the glass wheels, some of our close neighbors. We've already sealed another project with the Chrysler just yesterday um, for some collaborative work and some co-branding on the space. Uh, and so that outdoor dining and being able to use also um, those parking lots that Doug Perry and us share um, between us and the glass wheel is going to be wonderful. We um, even collaborated with him on the architectural work on those parking lots so that hurrah players and glass wheel and us could activate that space and activate those lanes as was seen in the charrettes and some of the other ideas that came forward following the better block. Um, so we're excited to keep the project moving forward. Um, as you can see, we've, we've written a letter back to John Ward and agreed to what the city wanted on these things. We appreciate y'all working through these issues with us, and um, we hope to continue to work with y'all on any issues that arise to make sure that what we've seen is a real, you know, I don't say resurgence because there was no surgence in the Arts District, but a, but a, a real increase in, um, in people paying attention to the Arts District, and I think um, that'll help that area become vibrant. I think it'll get more buildings on the tax rolls, um, increase property values, and um, we want to be a good, safe part of that, as I think we have been, and, and we want to continue to be partners with the city on that. If there's any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Well, certainly want to thank you for your glowing comments uh, and complimenting our staff. Just imagine you got that type of support on this one application. We get that type of support as a commission on every application every month. So we're extremely proud that other folks will acknowledge that staff right. contribution. 
Uh, we know how good they are. We <laughs> know that other folks know that now. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Any question of um, Mr. Rutter, commissioners? Thank you. Thanks, sir. Uh, Robin, you didn't sign up to speak. Is there anything that you would like to add? Robin Thomas? Thank you. The chair would also like to acknowledge the following folks who, folks who have signed up but not wish to speak, Ms. Weinberg and Paul Sharp. Just want to acknowledge you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> uh, here to speak against this application, Mr. Jeffrey Wallace. Good afternoon, members of the council. Um, my brother, Paul, and myself uh, own the remainder of the block next to the Texaco building. Uh, you could give us your name and mail and address, sir. We'd appreciate it. I'm sorry. Jeffrey Wallace, uh, 2525 Oconee Avenue, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, as I stated, we own the remainder of the block. And uh, 767 Granby Street, we actually built in 2007 when there was no art district. Um, and then we purchased uh, the neighboring uh, pair of retail spaces uh, just prior to the, the Better Block event held there. Um, and we're very glad to see the, the Arts District take form. We support everything that's happening there. Certainly, uh, we have invested our time and effort in helping the, the Push Theater and the uh, Parlor uh, get their build-out done and get them up and running. Um, so we're all about the support. We, we love what uh, Arthur Rudder's done with uh, the work release and fixing the Texaco building. It's a beautiful building. He's done a great job. Um, however, uh, we cannot find ourselves able to support uh, seating in Magazine Lane at this time uh, because we've been using Magazine Lane for years, since 2007 when we arrived. Uh, it's been a paved street, and we have done our deliveries there. This lane dates back to 1772, actually, when I did some research on it, uh, named after a, a powder magazine they built there to store all the gunpowder and stuff. Uh, it has been paved at least since uh, 1917, um, so and, and in use since that time. It's not a paper street of any sort, uh, used for deliveries up and down through the district. Um, we used it from 2007 up until the moment they arrived to do the work at work release and put a dumpster there. And we didn't protest at that time because we wanted to be good neighbors. They're doing their work, and we understand as construction professionals ourselves that, you know, you have to break a few eggs to make omelets. But we assumed that as the process continued, when they got to the end of the project, the magazine, excuse me, magazine lane would be restored to its previous use. Uh, they had to, they put the dumpster there. We could no longer drive through. They, there was debris, portage on, all these things accumulated. And then they had to open the street to connect utilities. At that point, they cut a large swath out. And you could see the layers when they cut it out of brick and concrete and pavement all dating way back. And they opened it up for that, connected the utilities, put some dirt back in the hole. Again, it was fine, and they continued with their work. More recently, as they came to the end of the process, uh, the sidewalks were redone down that side, 
All the different intersections were put in for the different parking lots, except for this intersection was overlooked and sidewalk went right through, tree planter ended up in it. At that point, you certainly could not drive down Magazine Lane. The, they came to pave the parking lot, and at that point, we thought they would pave Magazine Lane. They paved the parking lot, they went away. Magazine Lane to this day remains gravel and mud and unusable. And when they paved the parking lot, they took up any remnant of any pavement that ever existed on Magazine Lane. So everybody looking at it would think, it's just a paper street, but it's remained that way. The water, 100% of the water that runs off the roof of our building at 763 and 765, that water runs down into Magazine Lane, which is sloped heavily towards only. And all that water has run that way since the day that building was built. Our water now is running right into the back of that sidewalk and is currently eroding it away. Um, Again, we support everything Arthur Rutter's done. We couldn't be happier with the way the district's forming up. And we see a great future there. He has more access to, to sidewalk linear footage than just about any business in the downtown. He had, that entire sidewalk's 12 feet wide, same width as the lane in the back. Outdoor seating could be achieved on any of those sides. Why they choose to put it in magazine lane, I have no idea. It just suits them, I suppose but only at the detriment of us as property owners and the businesses that occupy our properties. Uh, again, I, I don't support the application for outdoor seating there. I would wholeheartedly support any application for outdoor seating around his building, along the sidewalks. Uh, I like the signs he's gonna put up. I think they'll look great. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you, Mr. Wallace. Also here to speak in favor against his application, Paul Wallace. Good afternoon. My name is Paul Wallace, 2525 O'Connor Avenue, Virginia Beach. Uh, with my brother, we're the owners of 763, 765, and 767 Granby Street. That's the rest of the block north of the work release and magazine lane runs behind all of our businesses the work release and all of ours our tenants are quincy brown here today of the beauty parlor by q and company and the parlor on Granby street also the push comedy theater uh, we first purchased this property in 2007 that was our first purchase we've since purchased 763 and 765 and from that point forward, we have actively used this paved street. It shows up on every map. We've been able to document that it's been a paved street since at least 1917 and in active use by us since at least 2007. The special exception was approved by the Architectural Review Board, but there were a number of irregularities in that application. It showed little of the plan at all, no elevations, mm -hmm. Nothing of the fact that this was an active street. Mr. Rudder made much of his working with the Planning Commission, with city staff, with the neighbors behind his parking lot. There was zero contact with us as the owners or with any of the other tenants along the street that are directly to adjacent to him and were using the street at the time. We found out about it when I contacted the city to find out when the street would be restored and heard that there were no plans to do so. 
it's, uh, it's highly unusual not to contact other stakeholders in the area, I think. Uh, during renovation, the workers at the Texaco building blocked the street with dumpsters and construction equipment, opened the street for utility work, and then removed every single trace of asphalt from the street, leaving a muddy mess that is nearly useless to the tenants of the other properties there. The owners of the workers' lease have since completed their renovations, repaved their own parking lot while removing the asphalt from the city street that is Magazine Lane and received a certificate of occupancy. But the damage to Magazine Lane still remains. Because of their action, the street is now all but useless. This has been a terrible hardship for both the parlor on Granby and the Push Theater. They have had a number of instances where they couldn't get their equipment or their people delivered properly to their businesses because that street is blocked. Mr. Rudder stated that the garage door was part of the original plan. We filed a FOIA request. We've looked at all of the building plans for this. It doesn't seem to show up anywhere. And indeed, I don't think it would have been approved. This is a historic building, and that kind of change, I think, would be doubtful. It's also a very difficult door to flood proof. Both that door and the exit door, which is now an outswing door, would have required some sort of encroachment easements, which weren't even applied for until the encroachment easement was applied for after the Architectural Review Board process. Mr. Wallace, your time is up, but I'll give you an opportunity to summarize. Well, I'd like to summarize by saying that the street has been in use for a long time that closing this street forces traffic, that delivery traffic that would have gone beyond the buildings onto Granby Street and closing any street that could help be alleviate the growing traffic problem along Granby Street and in the Arts District would be very short-sighted. This is a problem not only for businesses and patrons in the Arts District, but for anyone using Granby Street, not to mention it will create a public safety issue to place dining directly in the path of vehicles behind the other buildings. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mr. Wallace. Here to speak against this application also, Quincy Brown. Good afternoon. I'm Quincy Brown at 767 Granby and also 765 Granby Street, the beauty parlor by Q and Company and the parlor on Granby. Um, as much as I love Carrie Ann and Brother Rudder and what Work Release has brought to the Arts District, um, I am not in favor of the encroachment on to Magazine Lane. Um, there are a couple of reasons why. Um, the first reason is I've heard Brother Rudder speak a lot about um, collaboration with the other businesses that are yet to come. I've been there for four years at the beauty parlor by Q and Company, and um, I, we are approaching our one-year anniversary for the parlor on Granby. And um, this is fairly new to me, um, me finding out what, what the encroachment, I've, I've heard anything, I ha haven't heard anything up until about a few weeks ago. Um, and also, I just received information from my sound engineer who loads in the back of our building on a regular basis. We have about five to six um, shows throughout the week and the trucks the loading trucks the sound engineers they have to load in the back of the building because that's where our stage is set in the back of the building and um i just last tuesday got a got a um a comment from him saying that he was blocked in for four hours 
because he could not drive through the um, the alleyway through Magazine Lane because there was another truck from another business, I believe, for the pushers, um, had parked directly behind him, and he was not able to get out because the street is already blocked off. It's already closed, pretty much. And there was a four-hour wait for him to get out, and um, it was a great thing that he had to stay there anyway and set up the sound, but it was a major inconvenience to him, and he expressed that to me on last Tuesday. So I am definitely here, you know, as... Um, a business owner of two businesses there, and I've been there for four years. And um, I, I as, again, I am in great support of Brother Rudder and Work Release. They've brought great um, life to the arts district um, that was not there before. But um, this has presented itself, presented itself as an issue and an inconvenience for both of my businesses and um, for the pushers as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Quincy. Um, Mr. Ed Cardin against this application. Mr. Cardin? I believe that uh, the opinion is Please, 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 if you're going to speak, come up front, sir. Thank you. Apologize for that, Council. Um, I believe the opinions expressed by Jeff Wallace and Quincy sum up uh, my own thoughts on this issue. I thank you. Name and name and address for the record. Uh, my name is Ed Carden, and I live at 417 Flax Mill Drive in Chesapeake, Virginia. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, we have five-minute rebuttal period, Mr. Rudder. Thank you. Um, I'll just Excuse me, Mr. Rudder. Excuse yes, me. Yes, sir. Did we miss someone? Yes, sir. Mr. McMurrin, we don't have a card here for you. Uh, we don't have a card here for you. Thank you. Go ahead, Dr. Thank you, Mr. Rudder. I just wanted to address a couple of quick things that came up, and if there's any questions, I'd be more than happy to, to speak about um, to them. The city was also concerned about the drainage plan. Um, you can see now that some water's gone through there. The concrete that was there before, like behind our building, is still there. The only thing that was removed from that street was the small ditch that went so that the utility lines could go underground because it was too long to get to the pole, according to Dominion Power. Um, but what happened was some gravel did come off from the asphalt and ran over in there looking like it's loose grass fault. But all of the same concrete and stuff is under there. The drainage issue we plan to address by our agreement, which we also expressed to the Wallace brothers, of paving the entire street and getting a drainage plan. And the city has asked us to use a licensed professional, Virginia licensed engineer, create a drainage plan. And I said, we'll pay for that. We'll deal with the utilities. We'll pay for it to be repaved however the city wants it. So that can be solved pretty easily. It is a little higher elevation that we've got to deal with now, not because of anything we did in the lane, but the city has put in a sidewalk and tree pits all along that from us all the way past the glass wheel and all the way down to where Wilson Road comes back in. And that city sidewalk does raise the elevation at the end of that lane at the, at the edge of our building. So it's going to be a bit more expensive and a bit more difficult to get that drainage plan right. But we're on it. We'll get it right. We'll have a licensed engineer. We'll pay for it. We'll make sure that all of that drainage is done properly. Um, that lane right behind our building, by the way, is only 12 feet. Behind Virginia Furniture and some of those other places, it's 19 feet, which is a good, safe lane. 
Behind our building hasn't been a vibrant space and an active space for decades. But the doors behind our building open right onto that. And where the curbing is, it is extremely dangerous. The other properties that the Wallace brothers own just north of us don't go back like ours does. Theirs are recessed. So you come out their back doors and have several steps before you get anywhere near where there would be vehicular traffic. But we also all know, we live around Norfolk, we see how things are delivered. Nobody delivers in small trucks anymore. They're big trucks. They don't fit in 12-foot lanes where people are walking in and out, trading between us and the glass wheel and hurrah players. So the idea of rumbling trucks is also completely discordant with the charrette and the better block. If we want to activate these businesses in the back, it would be difficult to have a 12-foot lane where literally you step here and between me and one, two, three, four, right here. That's the entire lane. And so, you know, rumbling trucks down there are just a bad idea. This little section right behind us where those parking lots are is completely different than Magazine Lane on either two sides. This is not setting any precedent. It, those, those are very different. Um, I walked off, by the way, those steps. If deliveries, you know, we take most deliveries in the front because the delivery trucks go down Granby. The parlor has their kitchen and bar in the front space. You know, a lot of things are in the space, but some people may like to back, back load on certain things. Um, to our back door from somebody who stops on um, only is 18 steps from if a truck stops on Wilson and wants to load in the back of the push is 18 steps. To the parlor, it's 11 steps. Um, and so they can still drive in and back out. I watch their trucks do it all the time. I watch the Wallace brothers pull in there and back out with their work trucks all the time. But if they wanted to walk it, once it's nice and concreted like we've agreed to do with the drainage plan, it literally is just a few steps. Um, and so I don't think that's going to be a burden given what this outdoor dining and the only outdoor dining in the neighborhood would give. Um, as, as far as no contact and that kind of thing, I think that some of the members here can probably attest that we have reached out to a lot of stakeholders and we really try to work this through, the big stakeholder being the city. Um, and we want to continue to do that. And if anybody has any concerns or any other ways besides the number of different conditions that um, the city's asked us to, uh, to meet, we are happy to do that. Um, but we really think that this is an important part of what we need in the Arts District with outdoor dining and activating these spaces and getting pedestrians moving into the heart of the Arts District and a contiguous space between us and those parking lots and those other businesses in the back without the worry of walking from work release to glass wheel and getting run over um, is an important consideration on a mere 12-foot lane versus the 19 feet that's usually back there. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rutter. Before we get into the, the rebuttal for those who are against this, let me uh, deviate just a bit. The gentleman who said he signed up and we don't have his notice. Mr. McMurray. We, pardon me? Mr. McMurray. Mr. McMurray? Murray. Uh, if you'd like to speak now, sir, we'll give you that opportunity since we don't have a Tremendously large agenda today. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I am Dennis McMurrin. Uh, I go by Brad McMurrin. I uh, live at 4237 Manchester Road in Portsmouth, Virginia, but I own the uh, 763. I don't own it. I rent the 763 Granby Street Push Comedy Theater. 
Uh, really, I'm going to say the same thing that they were all going to say. And the fact is, that I think Brother Rudder, we're actually, I think we're very friendly, actually. Uh, we go out and have dinner. I love what he's doing down there. I would say the big problem I see is pretty much what they're, what they're spelling out, is having two cars come in there. If you have a patio here, having someone come in and drop off the equipment they need to do a theater show or something like that. If the parlor has the same thing going at the same time, this causes a, a big problem as far as they're saying we can back up, but as he said, how do you back up when you have two people in the same spot? If you have someone here at the parlor, which is on this end, and you have Push Comedy Theater at this end, if we're backing up to get out of, there's no access lane to get out. So that's the biggest problem, and again, as they know, we're really, really good friends with all of them, and we love what they're doing. That's all I'd like to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Wallace, you and uh, your group have five minutes for rebuttal. dumbfounded by the assertion that magazine lane is still there. Every speck of pavement from that street was either removed or perhaps covered, as he says. But there's no street there. There was one. My own employees witnessed this event the day they paid their parking lot, and it was indeed their parking lot pavement crew that removed that asphalt. He managed to sound very magnanimous in his attempts to provide a plan and repave the street with proper drainage. The city will come down on you if you crack a curb. I speak from professional experience there. This man removed a city street. He then asserted that he did in fact work with the stakeholders. Every stakeholder on that block is sitting right there. All of them can tell you that there was no contact. This plan moved forward as though it was a foregone conclusion that he would indeed own that street and have direct access. He has said that this will be the only outdoor dining in the area. I think that's great. I was happy to see the building renovated. It's a beautiful building. It's a great addition to the Arts District. He has an enormous amount of frontage on both Olney and Granby. Both of those sidewalks are 12 feet wide and leave more than adequate room for outdoor dining and pedestrian traffic, but not vehicular traffic. There is no precedent in the city of Norfolk that I can find for placing outdoor dining in a city street only on sidewalks and he has more than enough room to do that as for his assertion that the that 12 feet is not adequate for a truck most vehicles are six to seven feet wide a city interstate lane is 11 feet wide and will a state interstate lane and will carry a semi tractor but the five feet left when he takes a seven foot encroachment leaves only pedestrian traffic there is more than enough room to drive a, a truck through there it is very difficult to back in and drive out from wilson road Olney is a wider street. It's a through street. The other part of Magazine Lane from Brambleton to Olney is one way, and the traffic goes through the nar more narrow part of that and allows parking along the side of it. We can definitely drive trucks through there and did up until the street was, was blocked. But the idea that people could just go to the other street, Wilson, which has parking on both sides and is the narrow street and back in has already been refuted by the very people that use that street or were using it until they blatantly took possession of it with no permits, no discussion with the other stakeholders. I support outdoor dining on only or Granby, but to grant this does set a dangerous precedent. Why wouldn't the city allow anybody to use a street for outdoor dining or other purposes if you're gonna allow it here? I've never seen a precedent for it and I absolutely oppose it. I think you've gotten that idea by now. That's all I have to say. Mr. Wallace, before you leave the podium, um, what's the solution here? No outdoor dining on magazine? 
there is no way to have. Yes or no? I, you, you're saying no you don't want any outdoor magazine. dining on magazine? Put it on only your gram. No outdoor dining is the only solution that allows that road to be used for its original intended purpose that's been in use since at least 1917. There's a lot more to this, but I can't get it all in five minutes. This is a very complicated situation, but this is the spear of it. We got a little time, so you want to share? I, yeah, I absolutely do. They, they proceeded, the parking lot is theirs. They own it. They own the building on Granby, and they own the parking lot. When I went to Mr. Rutter and said, you know, what makes you think that you should have this street for your private use when it's in use by other people, when you could do the, your stated purpose around the corner? He said, well, the real goal here is to create one contiguous property because that'll make it easier for me for permits and that sort of thing. This really isn't about outdoor dining. And he has moved forward with abandon. They repaved the parking lot with no permits in place. They modified the drainage in the area. We now have water backing up at our front door. Magazine Lane is the only exit for the stormwater for our three properties on that street. And any dining there is going to impede that to some degree. We could be placed in the position of having to contact a private individual regarding our drainage issues because he's been allowed to block a city street in which stormwater drainage was maintained prior by the city, like it is for everybody who owns any property and whose water runs to that street. I mean, just everything about this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything about this is wrong. The work done in the parking lot to repave it is full of irregularities that aren't allowed other places in the city. It was done without the necessary permits, without the necessary site plans. These aren't something Mr. Rudder is offering up out of the goodness of his heart. These are things that he's offering up because they're required of every citizen who develops in this city. City staff here is tough, but fair. They certainly would not normally allow these things, but they've allowed them here. He's gotten a lot of passes, and I support his work in the Arts District, and I support the development there. Honestly, we were the first ones in there with these properties, and um, I'm opposed to these things. I, there is much more I can say about the parking lot, but I think I'm bending your ear enough here. You're doing fine, sir. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Rutter, we extended his time. Would you like some additional time, sir, to make a comment? No, but thank you, sir. All right. Questions, comment, commissioners? I just, you know, I, this, this is a tough one. I mean, you know, the, the, the road was obviously there at one point. Whether it was used or not used, I don't know. You know, what hit home with me was what uh, Mr. Homewood brought up earlier uh, downstairs, which is th there, there must be a way that these parties can work together especially when you consider if we can do a, allow the outdoor dining between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. at night um, and on the weekends when most likely you're not gonna have deliver, deliveries. Uh, the people that need deliveries when during those hours can use the parking lot out back to do deliveries. There, there must be a way that these parties can get together and, and find a solution that, that can work for everyone. Um, instead of having people on just on two opposite ends. I mean, I just, I can't believe that the roads can be used all the time, um, nor do I believe that we're gonna have outdoor dining there all the time. So, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the parties come together somehow or another and, and see if they can find a middle of the road ground that both of them can work on. Uh, any other comments, commissioners? Well, I, I concur that uh, this appears to be a very complicated issue that um, I, for one, uh, don't feel comfortable voting on with all of these issues out there that appear not to be resolved or not as clear as they as 
as uh, may have thought to be clear in the first place. I also feel that there's been a lack of communication and lack of information perhaps to some parties and that that needs to be uh, remedied um, and that there needs to be more time on this issue. Thank you, Ms. Austin. I, let me echo what you've already heard. Um, no one on this commission wants to do anything whatsoever to undermine the progress that we've tried to initiate with the Arts District. We feel like that we've done a tremendous job to get that idea uh, birthed, if you will, and we're looking at the opportunity now of continuing to try to grow that. Um, most of the merchants and those who've been involved in that process now and in the past and hopefully in the future have been extremely cooperative throughout the process. Uh, and certainly we want to try to create that environment and that atmosphere going forward. Uh, it, it, obviously there are some circumstances that haven't been dialogued sufficiently. Um, mightn't we have an opportunity here if the applicant is willing to do some more dialogue with the uh, uh, residents or the other occupants of the adjacent buildings to see if we can't strike a happy medium? Is there any latitude in your position on that, Mr. Applicant? Mr. Rudder. I'd love to. The difficulty that I have is that um, Mr. Wallace has said to me, and he said here again today, no dining. Um, and as he said, 11-foot-wide truck from a 12-foot-wide lane when we've got two doors going out the back. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what we can do. The city came to us with a long laundry list. Merely asking okay. if you're willing to take the time to dialogue with those who have an opposition to your application to see possibly if there's a happy medium that would allow Always. for both parties uh, to be satisfied in this regard. Always. And we've met with them before at the property and weren't, weren't able to get there. I'm happy to meet with them again anytime. And I presume that those who are against this application are equally willing to dialogue openly as a, as a possible solution. That a yes or no, sir? Thank you. Um, can we at this point then ask for a continuance of this application to allow for that? I believe that's within your range of authority here. Uh, we need a motion from one of our commissioners. Since I'm the chair, I can't do that. So moved. And properly second. Second. Uh, it's been moved and second that uh, uh, we request a continuance of this application to allow for more dialogue for those on both sides of this application in hopes that we can arrive at a happy medium that allows this application to go forward without severely impacting negatively the uh, other residents in adjacent properties. Uh, those in Is the motion to continue to the next public hearing next month? Thank you. Thank you. I forgot that part. To the next public hearing. So you have 30 days. All right. Uh, the, uh, the motion is to continue the item until the public Can hearing. you comment on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to be against the motion to continue. I think both sides have kind of staked their position, and I don't know that there is a reasonable middle ground. And, and personally, I see where we had the charrette, and uh, they've uh, indicated that uh, encouraging using that space back there, whether as a walking path or as a place to gather, uh, is more consistent with outdoor dining than it would be trucks unloading. Um, so, and if, if you've got two locations who are fighting over spots in the alleyway to unload, uh, it seems to me that they ought to be close enough and friendly enough to figure out when the truck needs to pull in and when the truck needs to pull out so that they can be good neighbors to the guy next door who's trying to activate the back of his property, activate an entire block, if you will. 
Um, I, I agree that they all need to work together. And in fact, they've all been complimentary of each other today, uh, both sides. And I think that's something that I hope we don't all forget is that they are working together and are being very complimentary of each other. Um, but I, I'm going to be against the continuance. Uh, we've had we've had a motion and a second. All right. The uh, motion is to continue the item to the public hearing be held on July 23rd, 2015 at 2.30 p.m. City Council Chambers, 11th floor, City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman. I'm just going to add comments uh, at this point, too, briefly, that, you know, this whole district has, has started. There's been a lot of great changes in that uh, in that area, and not everything is going to be able to stay the same that it has been for so many decades. We're seeing so many positive things happen in the district that there's going to be some give and take. And this is going to be one of those things in my mind that I think is going to bring more to the table there than we're going to, to lose. I'm, I'm hopeful that there's some other ways of, of uh, you know, that will adapt to some other ways of, of getting things done right around that block. I don't believe that block is going to be is going to be shut down or turned over in ownership. I think it's going to be an active part of that district. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen that from the original charrettes and been involved with this for a long time. Um, and, and I think that this probably is a, is a good use for that, uh, for that space. Uh, so with regard to the uh, continuance, uh, I don't know that, that we're going to reach anything different. Uh, I don't know that, uh, uh, the, that uh, taking that time is going gonna, is gonna to make much of a change. I'll vote no. Mr. Hales. Aye. Yes. Ms. Austin. Um, I th believe that everybody uh, has in their best interests that uh, the art district continues to develop and flourish. Uh, there are obviously relationships that are going on between all parties. I do believe that there's something positive to be gained from uh, the parties speaking among themselves and coming up with, uh, with a solution. So I'm going to vote yes for continuance. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? No. Mr. Fraley? I, too, hope that there can be a continuing enough dialogue that would allow for some form of, uh, uh, as I said earlier, we don't want to try to undermine in any way, shape, or form the progress we've birthed here with the Arts District. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I think we have some very interested parties, and they both have expressed appreciation for one another. I just want to make sure that this commission can vote on an application with which uh, all aspects of concern have been aired and appropriately addressed to the satisfaction of this commission since there does appear to be uh, some stakeholders that would attest that they have not been properly apprised. We want to make sure we cover that thoroughly. Uh, I, I vote aye for the continuance and look forward to uh, the folks, to parties to this dialogue working together in hopes that we can strike a happy medium that continues the growth of our arts district. Mr. Chairman, um, prior application by Sam's, the attorney would like to address the commission if possible. I don't see why we wouldn't allow that. Do you? Mr. Chairman, uh, members of the commission, again, for the record, Tom Klein with Troutman Sanders. And in the spirit of the motion that you just heard, um, when, we, when you all acted and had the motion a few moments ago with respect to the application, 
I heard specific points about alcohol sales and also with respect to the architecture. But I also heard references to communications from civic leagues that we haven't had an opportunity to talk with because we just heard about some of the concerns within the last couple of days. And so I was wondering if perhaps it was within your purview to offer a reconsideration of that vote and move for a deferral of the application for 30 days so that we could perhaps use our team and work with some of these concerns and see if perhaps we can work with the staff and come back to you with an application that might uh, be more favorable and more responsive to some of your concerns. Uh, are we within our purview in allowing that, Adam? Um, you are. The, the, the default procedure would be for um, somebody on the prevailing side of the motion. In this case, I think it was unanimous mm -hmm. denial. So if any of the commissioners uh, move to reconsider um, it, the, the previous vote um, and that motion is seconded and that motion to reconsider carries, in other words, a majority um, support the motion to reconsider, then um, a revote can be taken. Um, but only if the motion to reconsider is um, made and carried. What would you hope to try to accomplish if you were afforded this opportunity? Well, what I would like to do during that period of time would be you asked a very specific question about the alcohol sales. And I would like to go back to the client and talk to them and, and convey the concern here today about the alcohol sales and see what their thoughts are about potentially modifying that portion of the application. I heard a very specific concern from Mr. Thomas about the architecture. And we had the architect here. We had worked with the staff to develop some architecture that we felt was responsive. Obviously, there's a concern with that. I'd like to have an opportunity to work with the staff and work with others on perhaps seeing if there's some things that we can do. They've been working on the glazing and the glass across the front to address that as well. Uh, I wasn't aware that there's really a great concern with the idea of having the convenience component in the size of the building. I'm understanding the concern is alcohol sales and the concern is architecture. And I think those are two items that I can take back. And I'd also like to have an opportunity to talk with some of these civic leagues and see if they, you know, we can find a way to be responsive to some of their concerns and possibly come back to you all with something that everyone supports. It's and that's frankly the way we have operated with every Walmart project I've brought before you all in the last 15 years. So I, I think, you know, in fairness to the applicant that has worked on this over a period of time, that's all we're asking is just 30 days, see if we can bring everyone together. Uh, if we can't, I, under, I know where you all stand. But I, I'm thinking that I'm working with the client and working with the architects, working with Mr. Newcomb and the staff, that perhaps we can come back with something that you all can then report to the civic leagues as responsive. I'm, I'm hoping we can get there. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, any commissioners, uh, since everyone voted against to deny this application, any one of us could uh, request a motion for reconsideration. Is that the proper motion? Yes, sir. Right. I move to reconsider. Do we have a second? A second. Been properly moved and second to reconsider the prior vote on Sam's East uh, for allowing 30 days for the applicant to consider uh, those aspects of, uh, that are against his application. Yes, sir. Report back to this commission within 30 days. Are there any questions? He, hearing none, those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. Of the reconsideration. Of the aye. reconsideration. Aye. 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 Ms. Austin? No. Okay. Uh, aye. Uh, we wish you luck with that, and we look forward to your feedback. Thank you, sir. Mr. Chair, the motion carries. Yeah. So Mr. Newcomb will um, read the uh, motion for consideration of the two applications. Um, the two special exceptions. 
Yeah. For a revote. Mm -hmm. For the reconsideration? No. Yes. Continue. For a continue. And take motion to, to continue, continue them by 30 days, I believe. 30 days, right. Okay. Was the, the voice vote sufficient on the reconsideration? Yeah, the reconsideration has carried. Yes. And so now we're back to right. redoing number four. The motion before you is to continue the special exceptions until the public hearing to be held on July uh, 23rd, uh, 2015 at 2.30 p.m. in City Council Chambers, 11th floor City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman. Aye. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Aye. Mr. Houchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas. I want to say thank you for being willing to work on this. Aye. Thank you. And Mr. Fraley. And I want to amen Mr. Thomas's remarks. That is a great bit of leadership on your part. Uh, and, and let me also say, we really do appreciate what Walmart has done in our city. I think I've shared that with you. You've eliminated a couple of uh, food deserts for us. Uh, taking some otherwise eyesore locations and turn them into something meaningful. We appreciate your contribution to the city. Thank you. And appreciate your consideration on this as well. I put I, I. I appreciate the indulgence of the commission. Uh, unless we have something from the director or the city attorney's office. Yes, sir. Uh, this commission is adjourned.